Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It is March 23rd. Hope you're doing well today. Markets, um, they gave back a little bit yesterday. It looks like they may be giving back a little bit more today. We'll look at that and more when Dave joins us up here in just a few moments. But before we do, let me just remind you again that we can't control what's happening in Russia. We can't control what's happening in our economy or what's happening in Washington, D.C. But you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. That's why we designed our core retirement design to help design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call. Let us walk you through our core retirement design and help you out. That's 863-382-0037. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. Morning, Dave. We're at 8.40 here, 20 now before 9. Time to check in on your money. What's going on with your IRA and your 401k? Yesterday was kind of a surprise. We ended up up on Wall Street, and we weren't really expecting it, so we're happy with that. See if we can continue the momentum this morning. Let's go downtown, see how Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is doing. Philip, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. I hope you are, too. We get halfway through this week, and, um, man, the quarter's just on the other side of this week. Oh, about darn time. I'm getting tired of the old quarter, but I got a sneaking hunch it's not going to change much come April 1st, do you think? It, yeah, I'm thinking it's not, It's uh, and, and my fear is it, it could get a little bit uh, uh, a little bit worse before it gets better. Oh, you merry sunshine, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> Setting the table this morning, you and I were kind of stinking thinking yesterday morning as things were in the red, or at least mixed, and we ended up with a positive day. Dow ended up 254 points, the NASDAQ up almost 2%, up 270 points, and the S&P was up 50 points yesterday. That was a little bit better than I think either one of us expected it. Uh, I'm looking at my futures this morning and thinking we might not be able to match that. But my my first reaction looking at the news coming out this morning was mortgage applications. Uh, searching for those, you found them. We fell another 2% on mortgage applications. We are starting to scare people on interest rates, aren't we? We are. You know, we looked at, I'm looking at the numbers, and, and we've got the 30-year now up to 4.5% from 4 and a quarter. And that's uh, actually a full percentage point higher than it was a year ago for the 30-year mortgage was at three and a half percent. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll see uh, somewhere I read yesterday that, you know, home sellers are starting to realize that interest rates are going up and it's putting some pressure on some pricing. And, you know, when, when, when I do ads for my real estate friends, I always remind folks that relative to history, Four, four and a half percent is still pretty doggone good uh, mortgage rates. But, you know, you take that change up by almost a full percent over the last year. It does tend to scare people off. And it's put quite a pall on the market over the last year, hasn't it? Well, it does, because let's face it, when people go and they start looking at houses, they have a budget. Right. I can I can afford seven hundred dollars a month. So or eight hundred dollars a month or thousand dollars, whatever that is. And so interest rates affects that. So it, 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 if interest rates are up, then the price of the house that they can afford drops. And, and that's what we're seeing now. 
And eventually that all ends up self-correcting because the houses ended up decreasing in price or flattening out as the mortgage rates go up. So eventually it ends up self-correcting. But for the moment, we're going through a little bit of a scare. Speaking of uh, interest rates, we're going through a little bit of a scare right now because an old uh, an old scare that came up a couple of years ago is starting to rear its ugly head, the yield curve, where for a little while yesterday and for a little while this morning, we had a couple of short-term Treasury bills that were yielding more in interest than the longer-term Treasury bills. And that tends to scare a lot of economists and investors when we start paying more on short-term money than we do on long-term money. Is that something that's kind of raised its head on the investment market yet? You know, I've actually not seen any headlines that are even looking at that right now. I think there's so many other things that um, the markets are worried about that uh, they're not really paying attention to that uh, inversion right now. I, or it's not big enough or long enough for them to really pay attention to yet. And there's probably the length of it and the big and the size of it that hasn't yet. But when the when the ten year is yielding less than the five year, generally the two year and the three years are ahead are, are are not far behind. We're back up to a normal ordering of things, although they're pretty doggone close right now on the five and the ten year Treasury bonds. But that always scares folks. And while we're talking about scaring folks or making them happy, the price of gas is always something that annoys all of us. Federal Reserve finally raising interest rates to fight inflation, so. Congress says, hey, let's throw some more money at people. As much as the gas, to pri the gas prices annoy me, we've got a couple of congressmen now that are talking about an energy rebate of $100 a month per head for a household until the uh, price of gas goes under $4 a gallon. Uh, we're just in the process of trying to shake ourselves out of too much money chasing too few goods and now we want to throw $400 a month for a family of four until the price of gas goes down. Well, yeah, and let's, let's face it, Dave. Every state, every county, the gas price is different. So how in the heck are they going to monitor that and determine at what point is your state's gas over $4? Because in California, it's always over $4. I mean, that's just not a, a fair statement. Yeah, it, it struck me as, number, number one, really bad economics. As much as all of us hate the price of gas the way it is, uh, we both know the problem that we've got as much as anything is all of the stimulus money that we pumped out when we needed to during the pandemic has caused us a situation where we got 10% inflation. So the Fed starts taking a little bit more money out of the economy with uh, bond purchases uh, going away and uh, the interest rate increase. So what does Congress do? Flood the economy with more money. I mean, as much as I'd like to have that extra hundred dollars a month uh it's bad economics <laughs> yeah you're right it's, it's, it's terrible economics and i mean you know we're trying to dig out we don't need uh, more stimulus we need to to get our balance sheet in order we need to get inflation under control and then move forward from there now, if you want Bullard, Paulson, and the Fed to start talking about full percentage point increases in the next Federal Reserve meeting, let's just throw an extra $400 a month into everybody's pocket and watch the inflation rate go crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've already got it going up, and we would like it to go the other direction. Absolutely. We're into, and you and I have talked about this all week long, we're into kind of tidbit time right now, because when you get into the middle the middle weeks of a month in which we're not in the peak of earnings season, things are a little bit on the quiet side, and there aren't any government reports of any great size to come out, except we do have a new home sales report this morning at 10. Uh, kind of the tail end of earnings season. A couple of household names are out there this morning, though, including General Mills, Big G, Little O. That's right. So General Mills did report 
and uh, they had better than expected earnings, and they raised their full year outlook. So, so good things for them. They beat by six cents a share. Uh, revenue wasn't a huge beat, but but it was up a little bit. And so, uh, so good. They here's their deal. They continue to see demand for at home meals continuing to be elevated. So, people still aren't going out to eat as much as they did pre-pandemic. Now, there's probably several reasons for that, but uh, but that's benefiting General Mills. They're up 3% this morning. That's, you know, if I remember correctly, we started to hear some guidance about how off brands are competing with the mainline brands favorably, and uh, they've got some price competition. So beating the street for one of the two major producers of cereal is probably good news. I think so. It is definitely good news. Uh, then we had Winnebago. Now, Winnebago, they had a good quarter. Uh, they they beat, uh, oh, by about 20 cents a share. So they came at $3.14 a share. Revenue top forecast, um, still high demand, higher prices. So they've been able to get it and doing well. However, they are trading down today. And uh, nothing in the report gives us any indication as to why, but they're down about 1.8%. My assumptions are is that interest rates are going up and that's going to hurt the RV industry, right? I mean, if you got a, nobody usually goes in and pays cash for that RV, they finance it. And if interest rates go up, then that's going to hurt that industry because that means the prices are going to go down. And so that's, that's going to be an issue for not only Winnebago, but the other RV manufacturers. Makes sense, and you got to assume that recreational vehicles are an elective purchase. So uh, while it may not kill the car industry because we got to replace our cars, uh, doing auto loan rates at a $50,000 or better RV, that does make you sit up and take notice, doesn't it? It does, and let's remember RV rates are a little higher than auto rates. So, yeah, so it's, yeah in general, that's going to push us up a little bit more. Hey, the other not one I have for you. That's it. Not quite as many incentive rates out there for RVs as there are for cars. That's right. That's right. So, hey, the other one I have for you is Adobe, you know, the famous mm -hmm. PDF maker. And they do a lot of other things when it comes to creativity um, and the artsy part of the world. And so uh, they beat by three cents a share. Revenue was just a little bit above estimates, but they're really getting hit this morning because they cut their forecast for one of the key subscription measures that they have and that's expected to, to hurt them as well as a get this a 75 million dollar hit um, for existing business that's in Russia and so that's um, you know because everybody's on a subscription and so that's going to hurt them in Russia their Adobe's trading down today three dollars and ten cents I'm, I'm sorry point one percent I didn't realize they were that big in Russia well, I'm Might. sure that they, they um, yeah, they're talking about a $75 million hit to their, their revenue stream on subscriptions. Good heavens, must probably explain some of the payloaded malware I get off of them all the time. <laughs> uh, I, hey, the last I'm, one, the last one I have for you is... is I'm really happy with them to begin with. What's the last uh, one? Poshmark. Poshmark is the, um, they're the they, they sell new and used clothes on their marketplace, um, and they, uh, they're trading down today. They give weaker than expected guidance. Um, even though this quarter they had better than expected revenue and they didn't lose as much money as everybody thought, uh, but that guidance is really getting them today. They're down uh, about 9% this morning. 
Oh, my Lord. And just to add into the lack of memory sunshine this morning, something I forgot to mention earlier, you dug up something that on the petroleum front, we could be running out of diesel before long, huh? Yeah, you know, this one, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news all the time, but this one really caught my attention because we talk about oil all the time, but this one's talking about specifically diesel, um, that, that there is a shortage of diesel around the world because Europe, you know, I mean, we use a lot of diesel, but Europe, I mean, it uses a lot more diesel than we do. And so they're talking about there could be shortages, there could be rationing, um, and and the likes of that, and and this one of the guys said, one of the energy traders said, gas stations will run dry. Um, so a, a little bit of uh, of worry there because that I mean we just don't need that with our just in time inventory orders, which are struggling anyway because of the supply chain right now. <laughs> I was just thinking if that problem crosses the pond, I got a couple of friends who drive truck. Well, it'll be just thrilled to death with that news that they'll have trouble finding diesel. Yeah, I mean, and, and this, um, I don't know who does this one newsletter I'm looking at, but or that's in, quoted in this report, but they've been talking about this since February 8th, um, that there's a, a, a issue with diesel. That's not to say we weren't forewarned then. Resetting the table update yesterday on the indexes, 45 minutes before we opened this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? You know, I wish I could find you some green ink over there, but I just can't do it right now, Dave. We got the Dow down uh, almost a half a percent. The, we've got the S&P 500 down almost six-tenths of a percent. And then we've got the NASDAQ 100 uh, down almost nine-tenths of a percent. So everything is really uh, in, the, in the red until we get to the commodity side of the fence. Silver's up seven-tenths, back over $25 an ounce. Uh, gold is up a third of a percent, still down below 2000 at $1,927 an ounce. And crude oil is taking a huge jump this morning, up 3.6% right now to $113 a barrel. Which is probably contributing to the indexes being off. Looking overseas, Asia followed our success from yesterday, and the Asian rim markets were uniformly up yesterday at the close this morning at 6 a.m. Uh, the British markets, the French markets, and the German markets are looking at our futures. The British and the uh, German markets are all trading down this morning, and I really would have to do some research what the French are doing because they're up big time midway through their trading day. Keeping tabs on what's going on with one's retirement, don't do it day to day or you'll go crazy. Have a plan. Getting that plan takes a pro. How do I get a hold of you to make that plan for mine? Dave, that planning is exactly why we invented and created the core retirement design uh, so that folks can design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. Enjoy. I appreciate it. All right, man. You have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I, again, hope your week's going well. If we can help in any way, please don't hesitate. Give us a call. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Join us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.